Happy New Year from all at the Fancy Football Surgery podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening, tuning in from, whatever time of day it is, we welcome you to the first instalment of the new year, coming to you on the 5th of January. I've got a question for you. Do you have an excruciating intestinal blockage that's stopping the lower bowels of your fantasy football team from flowing? Is there a foul stench silently but violently blocking your progress? Well, let us get in there and improve the flow to your team. Coming to you this week, we've got a change of panel. First of all, though, the main man, the Ninja Turtles call him Sensei, but a wispy beard and no fancy football master (laughs) knowledge only earns you the name Splinter here. It's Woodsy. Hello, guys. Welcome back, sir. And secondly, we've got the leader of the First Order, the man who forced Luke Skywalker into exile and broke all ties with his family. It's Kylo Ren. No, no, sorry. No, it's not Kylo Ren. We didn't get Kylo Ren, but we got someone more sort of reminiscent of Chewbacca on the podcast. Our own rebellion fighter, the man who growls. He's big, he's hairy, it's the Iceman. Hi, Pete. Thanks very much. Now, unfortunately, the beard isn't going to be with us this week, but I'm going to tell you what my introduction was going to be for him anyway. He doesn't require a hoover as he's got his own crumb catcher. Boom. Insert tumbleweed. tumbleweed. Now, the tumbleweed. final man joining us today, you'll be pleased to hear, in Brookie's absence, we've spoke on the podcast before a number of times about the leader of our mini-league who makes many poor life choices, but apparently not in the case of fantasy football. Now, he's going to tell us about his team, uh, as apparently I've been nowhere near it this year, so I've no idea how he's getting on. Welcoming to the, the, uh, the podcast, it's Lloydie. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for having me. How does, it, how does it feel to be involved? I know you've been a huge fan of this on many drives across the north. How does it feel to finally be a part of this? It's an honour and a privilege to finally see backstage into this wonderful production that you uh, produce here. Backstage tickets. I mean, you're, you're centre stage now. We're actually probably going to rely on you quite heavily for some decent advice this week. Great to have Don't you on bother, board. please. <laughs> Absolutely. So, gentlemen, Harry New Year to you. And I'm saying Harry is in Harry Redknapp because he loves a January transfer. What I'd like to know, first of all, is your New Year's fantasy football resolutions. And I'm going to come to Splinter, a.k.a. Woodsy, first of all. What are your, what's your New Year's resolution, Woodsy? Oh, wow, I'm not prepared for this, as usual. Um, my New Year's resolution... Apparently so. In terms of fantasy football, yeah, in terms of fantasy football, um, it'll be progressing up any league that I'm within, of course. Um, how, how many are and, you in? Uh, multiple Multiple leagues, mate. Um, so many, I can't keep track of them. And I'm all f- sort of drifting around the bottom or mid-table, so a bit of progression upwards would be nice for the new year. You love it around the bottom, don't you, Stu? Yeah, thanks, mate. Yeah, I do. I'm a bit of a bottom dweller. But I would prefer to push up to the top of the leagues that I'm in, mate. Um, so, yes, but I'll, that will be my New Year's resolution, to push up my mini-leagues. Push up your mini-leagues. So try and get re- recoup some of that cash that you invested what about you, Iceman? New Year's resolutions for fantasy football? Um, probably just mainly to do better, but my specific resolution will be to stop taking bloody hits because, as you all know recently, I took a minus eight, which I think just oh, killed me right. completely. About a month ago now, but I still think, why did I do it? It was uh, one of those impulse things which I shouldn't react and I shouldn't have so much time to think about my decisions, just kind of well. I was going to say, my top tip to your jury would be keep yourself busy around deadline time because that's when you're most likely to make a silly decision. <laughs> exactly. Of which you've much. made many of. Yes. Thanks. I would suggest it's masturbating because once you get into a good hard wank, um, the time really does fly. Before you know it, it what, will be all 30 12 o'clock midday. Or... Yeah, yeah, all 30 <laughs> seconds of it. Jury might last longer than that, though. So. Okay. Oh, thanks, Jim. Yeah. Thanks. 
Angry wank, mate. I'm just going to rein this in slightly. I mean, I think that's a very relevant <laughs> yeah, thanks, point you've made there, Woodsy. Parker, um, the man with the plan, top of the league at the moment. What are your resolutions? My resolutions, I'm actually in five active uh, leagues, and I'm top of all of them. So mine is to stay top of the tree. Mm. Oh, cool, check me oh. out. I'm top of everything. You've got to hate a big time. Exactly. Yeah. The problem with that Such. is, though, there's only one way, and that is down. So... Yeah, my new year's resolution is to try and stay top. You're just trying to keep consistent, so I bet you're just trying to bring in the players yeah. which everyone else has got. Is that your Absolutely, tactic? mate. Consistency, consistency is key. Cover yeah. your back. Yeah, well, that's that's exactly captain, captain what he's doing. for the last four weeks or whatever it is. Haters going to hate, mate. Hmm. That is exactly what he's doing because I spent New Year's with him and he was... <laughs> Actually debating, oh, I wonder who's, who people are going to be bringing in for the 2nd of January. Trying to do that, weren't you, Parker? You sneaky I Russian. was. I saw you Although, brought, you brought can I just mention here the beard man uh, who tried to mug me off by saying on the podcast he was going to go for Kane and then actually Captain Walcott, which <laughs> backfired him on him. So, now you've taken his place on the podcast, so you really have uh, done nothing but steal from him this <laughs> Christmas. You have shit in I the beard. We, I think we found Parker's nickname for the podcast. We're going to call you Charlie because you're big time. <laughs> <laughs> Or Charles, because you're rather posh. Charles, yes. There we go. Um, I'm going to add some resolutions. Mine's going to be to uh, pick a captain that actually scores big. I'm consistently hitting oh, twos and fours, which, um, as you all know, is doing nothing for my fantasy football progress. So my New Year's resolution is to captain well. I may well start listening to what the beard man has to say if he comes back on the show. Lloyd, of course, if you replace him, you'll have to um, tell me who's a captain each week. Yeah, no problem, mate. Lukaku, sure, that's what it'd be every week. I'm sure I can trust you. <laughs> Over the steady head. Right, guys, coming to the panel's pick. So thinking about our players for the coming week. Who have you got in mind? Who who are you talking about this week? Iceman, as you prompted me, I'm gonna to come to you first. Okay. Um one of my panel's pick is someone who's got back into form and it is Costa. Costa at ten point seven mil. I think he's worth punt at the moment because he seems to be scoring the last few games. He's had his hand in four goals recently in the last two. So he's scored three and assisted one. So that's totally managed in his previous 14. So hopefully he's back on it. Owned by 6.0%. Overall he's got six goals, three assists. And he's hitting the bonus points of eight. And his shots per game is actually 2.1, which is quite close to his uh, career goals and game ratio, because he scored one every 2.2 games. And he has actually created a load of chances as well, 16 chances he's created this season. Hopefully on 67 points, he's going to get up to what he got last season, which was 150 points, scoring 20 goals and 3 assists. And with Fabregas uh, playing better, yeah, he's a hopeful pick. He's actually um, equaled the amount of assists he got last season. Do you think that's a sign that he's tried to be more provider this year? Open question. Uh, I think he's just tried to find some sort of form in any department, hasn't he? Whether it be goal scorer, assister, or even looking half interested. Because before the uh, Watford game, he was not included at all, was he? And then the last three games, Man United, he didn't play one minute, did he? But Watford and Crystal Palace, he's picked up 12 and 10 points. Yeah. 
Um, and Chelsea are just looking better, aren't they? With that 3-0 victory over Crystal Palace. I'll tell you what, I did have the same thought as you, Jury. And um, what so- slightly concerned me, obviously, with this period of the year, with the transfer market open, was him exiting Chelsea. Because there was a lot of talk about that, really? wasn't there? Where, Yeah, where, where he wasn't in form. Oh, yeah, there was suppose. There was a lot of debate with him going back to the club that he'd come from. I can't remember what that was. Uh, yeah, it was, it, was linked with, um, it was linked with Atletico Madrid again, going back to oh, replace yeah. another Premier League striker who we all know and love, Fernando Torres. Yes, um, but I think recently, perhaps even as recent as today or the last couple of days, Chelsea have reported um, turning down a cheeky offer from Atletico. So it looks like he's staying. He's um, going nowhere. So he's not going anywhere. Charlie, you've actually Charlie Parker, you've actually backed Costa a couple of times as captain and actually benefited from it. What kind of made you go in that direction when he's performed so inconsistently? Just because, mate, he's always going to play. I know he didn't play last week, but that was through suspension, not through anything else. So he's always going to play. He's going to play most of the minutes because they pretty much haven't got any other strikers there. So for me, he's a banker that's going to get 90 minutes. Uh, and at times where people are rotating, he probably won't. I actually went for him as a differential. I know he's above 5%, but not many people have him. And as James said, last two game weeks that he's played, four things he's done. So yeah. I think with Chelsea looking good now, for me, he was a really good differential. For most people, having Kane or Lukaku or Garlo, Costa for me is a, a good little differential, I thought. So he was on my list as well. Pardon the pun, but um, potentially a costly wrist where you've got obviously Kane and Lukaku, which are bang in form. Um, has he done enough to prove himself to suggest that he's, they're back on form and going to be scoring regularly and performing? Yeah, well, my idea was for someone like for someone behind like you, Woods, you, you can't maybe afford to go with those consistent players. You might need to take a gamble. <laughs> Good advice ah, from the leading or mini yeah. leader. The league leader banter. Someone so, like you is really a... struggling and yeah. far down the table. So plenty said about Costa there. Sounds like some fairly strong feelings that he's going to be back to his best shortly. Iceman, anybody else that you throw into the hat? Yeah, I'm going with the most transferred in player this week, and that's William. He's he's made 19 appearances, so he's uh, played nearly every game. He smashed it last game, getting an assist and a goal. At the moment, his totals are he's got three goals, six assists, 1.5 shots per game, and his chances created are actually 45. The only worrying stat which I found out about William, is in the last six games, he's had nine shots, but only one inside the area. He likes yeah. a pop. He likes a, he likes from distance, because seven of his eight goals for Chelsea in all competitions have come from outside the box. If he's taking loads of shots from outside the box, it doesn't mean he's going to score every one. He seems to be getting lucky. He's scored a fair amount of free kicks this season, and he's actually on free kicks at the moment. And in his last six games, he's created 21 chances. And only KDB and Ozil have created more. Just goes to show he's, he's the most consistent for Chelsea at the moment. Although their fixtures aren't the best. They're not terrible. They've got West Brom at home, Everton at home, Arsenal away, Watford away, Man United at home, Newcastle at home. So, I mean, it is Chelsea. They could just beat anyone. It depends how well they play. And at the moment, they seem to be on the up of Gus Hiddink. So they're moving in the right direction. So it sounds like the Iceman's very much pro-Chelsea. What about you, Woodsy? What do you think? Um, I'd pro Chelsea as well, mate. To be fair, um, pro Chelsea. Both both Costa and Willian and Oscar as well caught my eye. Um, Oscar's performing as well, slightly yeah. more expensive than Willian at eight point two million, um, but a lesser ownership, so more of a differential at one point three percent. In the last game, he picked up fourteen points and scooped all three bonus points with uh, and a goal and an assist. Also, you could potentially be looking at defenders as well for Chelsea. Uh, they've kept a clean sheet in their last two fixtures in the 0-0 game against Man U 
and obviously keeping Palace at bay as well. So you could uh, potentially be looking at somebody like Zuma at 5.4, who has a really low percentage of ownership, uh, less than 5%. Yeah, still um, low, isn't it? Like, everyone has been like going on about him. And he is quite yeah. low percentage. It's quite surprising to me. He is. He's I a mean, rotation risk, don't you think? Yeah, I, I, potentially. But it looks like uh, Hiddink is preferring him over... Um, who, did he st- who did he play with with Palace? He played with Terry, did he? Or Cahill? Um, I can't actually I'm not sure, actually. I'm just going to give that a quick look on BBC. But that's, that's my um, issue yeah, no. is always that he's got Terry, Cahill, Ivanovic, all in those positions. that, And, and he's always a risk that he just might not play in one week. So that's my well, concern I, with Zuma. I think... Ivanovic and um, uh, who's their other buddy Asp- winger? Aspilicueta. Ah, oh, there he is, yeah. Um, those two, <laughs> I just didn't much... want to say his name. Oh, I, I did. Aspilicueta. So there you go, I can kind of do it. <laughs> did, you, did you think Graham Masso was still left back for Chelsea? Uh, he is, isn't he? That's what he I thought Cashley Cole was before. Cashley well, Mark. Yeah, yeah with, with Ashley Cole as a, a, you know, a rotation risk as well. But no, I mean, Zuma um, is cheaper options than he put 5.4 compared to everyone else that's soaring up above. Yeah, he played um, with Terry, by the way, against Palace. He played with Terry, yeah, I thought it was Terry. Um, so yeah, I think he'd be a good shout. Also, Fabregas, he looked a lot more interested in that game against Palace. With him running um, 2K further than any other of his uh, Chelsea teammates, um, and he played more passes, had more touches, and gained more of the possession as well for the Blues. So since... Mourinho's departure uh, it looks as if he's um, perked up a bit and looking a bit more interested like all of the Chelsea players are which has made Arsene Wenger very happy with. <laughs> it, yeah I can imagine it is yes he's a specialist in failure the expert though, in failure yeah, yeah. How, how the uh, the boot has put on the other foot or whatever top, the expression top of is. league by the way just, can I just add that in there yeah I'm just gonna, um, about that. boring football I'm just, I'm gonna, I want to throw some fixtures in here just to support the idea of Chelsea picks because the next two games they've got West Brom and Everton they then play Arsenal, which, whether they're good or bad, they just seem to be able to beat. Then Watford and then Man United at home. So I think there's plenty of change that Chelsea can get out of those sides. And potentially, if they're on a roll already, we could see them start to kick on up the league. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree, yeah, definitely. Um, both both West Brom and Everton can ship goals. I mean, West Brom have conceded 25 this season. So there's definitely goals in there at Stamford Bridge as well. So plenty there for Chelsea, potentially. Now, um, Parker, coming to you. Um, mine, I've got your, Chelsea players for later on. So my picks are was Yaya Torre. Ooh, so he, nice. he would be your pick for the week? Yeah, just I thought he's... I mean, he's got a decent uh, ownage percentage of 17.1. Uh, last five games, he's gone three goals, one assist. And their fixtures look very good. They've got Everton, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Sunderland, Leicester which can all ship goals. So, um, yeah. yeah, I think Yaya Torre is looking very, very good, looking back to his best, actually. So he would be my pick for, for this week. And I think that's a nice balance because, obviously, he, he's the Man City midfielder that actually is probably scoring the most and costs the least at the moment. Cheaper than yeah. Silver, cheaper than KDB, much more yeah. effective than, than Navas, who effectively is just a sprinter. And actually, yeah. if you're trying to get that balance of Costa in your team at 10.7 and save money in midfield, he could be a good option. Yeah, eight point seven years, mate. So, and he's now um, the fifth best midfielder scoring wise. So, so he's, he's actually outscoring De Bruyne. Strong. Yeah, he seems to be getting somewhat back to where he was the season before last, when he scored twenty odd goals or something like that from midfield. Yeah, yeah. Nice. And anybody else you'd shout this week? 
No, that's my main panel pick. I've who got who are you putting in your team? That's what we really want you on the show <laughs> podcast for, because actually you're top. And we feel there's things you're not telling us. So rather than throwing us <laughs> off the scent, who is going in your team this week? Uh, this week, I've already made my, one of my subs, and that is Dimitri Pionet's coming. Ah. <gasps> uh... There it is. Okay. Um, I thought this name was going to come up. What's your What's your reason behind this? Reason behind it, mate. He came on. He looked very good, even for the kind of fifteen minutes he came on the other day. And when he was yeah. playing before the season, he pretty much ran the West Ham show. So for me, he's a no-brainer. He's seven point six, decent price, uh, and I think he's going to play every game and pull the strings again for West Ham. Well, he's actually next... risen, Parker. He's now seven point seven. So he is you're indeed. Inclusive. Yep. Sorry. So uh, steadily, steadily increasing in price. Yeah, he looked very, very decent in that game. It didn't look like he just missed that um, seven games with injury. No. So it's a good shot. He was actually one of my price wisers, Pye. I was going to bring him later in, but you forced my hand early doors. Yeah. I've actually got a few well, stats you... on him. Pardon, sorry? What's your, what's your stats, Iceman? Um, just to go through him. So he's got 13 appearances so far. Five goals, four assists, owned by 7.8%. He has 12 bonus points, which is obviously... If you're anything above ten with bonus points so far, you're you're bang on it. And shots per game is one point nine. Chances created overall is forty eight. And in the twenty minutes he actually played the other day, he created two chances, nearly got an assist. And as you as you mentioned, yeah. West Ham has been they've been much better with him <clears throat> because uh, in the twelve games that he started for West Ham, they've scored twenty three goals. Only Leicester and Man City have scored more in that period. And the eight games he hasn't started, West Ham have only scored seven goals and only six teams manage fewer. So on average, West Ham are one extra goal per game when Piat starts. That is some very, very strong statistical research. Big stats. Big from stats. Nice <laughs> yeah, as and a Hammers no fan, I love him even more. <laughs> he loves him. Just hearing those stats. I mean, in the first podcast we did, uh, I think we, we spoke at length about him and he's just continued to be that good. He should be in a top four side. There's no doubt in my mind, you know, if West Ham don't kick on to Europe next season, which I'm sorry, Woodsy, I don't think they will at this point. But really, I can see him in a, in a Man United, at Chelsea, someone like that. Yeah, oh, I don't know, mate. I think we could aim for top six. With the way we've, definitely, with the way we've been playing <laughs> and with his return, I don't see why not. Does he want to play in the I think bubble's going to burst. <laughs> I, th- I think you're okay for this season because obviously you've got the European Championships coming up and if he stars in your team, he's pretty much guaranteed to get a shout for France. But we'll see for the next season. If he has a big yeah. tournament, you could be in trouble. Yeah, I think realistically he's not going to be at the Hammers long term. It's too good. But we're enjoying him whilst he's there. Sort of flashback to when you had Mascherano and Tevez. Yes, yeah, kind of. Do you is. remember that? I do remember that, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I, I think I was interested so in football then, yeah. I thought I'd set you up for yeah. a fail. <laughs> do you remember yeah, when you cheated away no, at relegation? Yeah, you remember that? Sheffield United do, so thanks for that. <laughs> are you a Sheffield fan, are you, Lloydie? No, but I'm sure well, Sheffield fans listening around the world will hate you. <laughs> Okay, well, let's move on because I think we've been speaking about our panel's picks for a while. Let's tell the listeners who is going to make a difference for them. And I'm going to come to Lloyd first for this because, again, he's managed to get the edge each week. Let's think about differential players. Who would you be calling at the moment to make that difference? So one of mine was Costa, as I mentioned earlier. 6% people have got him, uh, but I think he's a, a really good bet. My other one is another Chelsea player which I think one of someone in our fantasy league has him, is Courtois. Only 6.4%. Someone has, I don't know who. Um, but 6.4% of people own him. So again, low percentage. And he's only 52 So again, when you were discussing like the Chelsea defenders, he's a really cheap option. 52 
uh, and he's got West Brom at home next game, so really good on odds of a cleanie there. So my yeah differential was Courtois. I think it'll be a very good choice. I think good that's shout. a nice shout. I'm, I'm kind of just waiting for Chelsea just to click their defence to start working again, their attack to start yeah. scoring. If that happens, then you're absolutely right. Given his his price drops so much, he he would be a great shout. I mean, he's cheaper than the likes of De Gea and Czech at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, massively. Yeah. Czech's five point eight. Um, and then you look at even like Hart is 5.5, 5.6, so he's, he's yeah. 0.4 cheaper than them. So it's a and nice City. little budget option actually for a, for a big team. City aren't looking steady, are they either? No, no. You exactly. can see them shipping goals. Not so yeah. much at the back. Haywood's yeah. going to love all this reference to Chelsea. <laughs> Literally going to be locking the bleach away, hiding it away. That's Haywood, one of our friends, listeners. Just let everyone know. We should try and get him on here. We we can talk about his trials and tribulations of his first half of the season. I think it'd be fairly interesting. All the bleach he's drunk. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he can talk anymore. I think his throat has been burnt away by bleach with all the ff errors that he's made. And he's also got no tongue either. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so Woodsy, what about as a man that is chasing? Who do you? Who you know? In your mind, is someone to be a differential in the coming weeks? Right. Well, I've. I've highlighted Vardy um, as being someone that is is being shipped from everybody's um, squads at the moment. Over 100,000 people have kicked him out. Um, so I was looking at striker differentials. I know Vardy was, I think he's, was he 7. 7.6, 7.5, 7.5 and declining? Uh, yeah, and, and obviously with the vast amount of people that are booting him out of their squads, it's going to keep going down. So I had a few striking options that I thought would be um, a good option. And firstly, the one that's at the top of my list, and I must make a huge apology for you, to you, Ball, and to this player as well for my absolute slating of him last week, is Andy Carroll for West Ham. Andy Carroll. Yes. Andy Carroll from, from last week. Can Gorgeous I just play... Hand. I'd like to just play a clip from, from last week just about uh, what you said about Andy Carroll here because I know you weren't the biggest fan as a West Ham fan of him uh, and actually you had some fairly strong views can I just play a, a section from last week and just so you can hear what you said ready ready game best I'd ideally like to see someone like Sacco or Zarate playing alongside him someone that can actually play football rather than a big tall shithead donkey that can't finish the shit um, so yeah. Let me just call it a big, tall, <laughs> shit-haired donkey. I mean, you're absolutely spot on with the hair. I watched the game against Liverpool, and actually, he completely dominated Sacco and uh, Lovren. What are your thoughts? With, you know, seven days on. He did, mate. Yeah, and I'm very, very, very ashamed about that. Now, completely eating my words. In that, I think he's actually a good differential shout. <laughs> so. Um... We've come full yeah, circle. Yeah, I know, exactly. Well, he obviously scored against Liverpool in that amazing victory. Come on, you Irons. And picked up six points. Like Lloyd said, I think he, I think it was him that almost got on the end of the Payet potential assist. And he could have had a second as well, where it was saved by Mignolet. And then the rebound was also cleared as well. So there was definitely more points there. And obviously, back-to-back fixtures, game week 19, where he played 45 minutes, he scored a goal as well. So, yeah, also with I'm just gonna, that, Let me just throw on. in some stats there as well, because I think you're going to talk about another player, hopefully, in a moment, which would complement yeah. why Carroll's getting better, as well as Payet coming back. Carroll is owned by 7,000 people. He's worth 6.4 million, so he's yeah. cheap as chips as strikers go. Yeah. I believe you've got another player to talk about who may be contributing to the, the rise of Andy Carroll if he doesn't fall off a, uh, a stall in a club or um, getting stoned or something like that. 
Yeah, it's funny you should mention that, actually, because Bilic has recently said that he's concerned about his lifestyle. Um, is he? Is he concerned? Yeah, That's... he he is concerned, yeah, because um, Carroll's been linked with Sunderland. I know um, Allardyce has obviously managed over him previously, and he was interested in picking him up. But um, Carroll's been rumoured to have said that he'd he'd be interested in a move to Newcastle, back to his chartered club. Obviously, West Ham have stuck the unrealistic price tag of £18 million on him, so I can't see him going anywhere for that. And like you said, owned by only 0.2%, 0.2% of fantasy football squads. Uh, he's a big differential. And the favourable fixtures as well. The next seven games that we've got are the sort of lower end of the table bar Manchester, Manchester City. But even then, they're not looking particularly solid and we are looking very strong at the moment. So I could see another giant killing match there for Carroll. Um, I think you were going to team me up with a midfield player that's potentially going to be assisting him, which was I'm another really desperate. I have I really down. am desperate for you to start talking about him. <laughs> you want me to Carroll. start talking we, about you, don't you? We, we can get on with it, mate, yeah. Just quickly, though, to strengthen the Carroll argument, uh, Diafro Sacco, who I did mention last week as being the favourable person to play alongside Pyatt, is actually out until March with a fire injury, at least. So that, if Carroll can stay fit, he'll be a dead starter. And That was a lovely shout for player. listeners last week who wanted to pair some with Payet. Diafra <laughs> Sacco transfer is now redundant. Yeah, don't Just do that. Just a quick one on that. For me, Carroll, too much of an injury risk at the moment. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's my one need. concern. He managed concern. 90 minutes against the Scouser zone. I so... know, but probably next week. Probably if John Brook was here, he would go, if Carroll's fit at the end of January, I'll eat my beard. <laughs> Yeah, he probably would say that. And I think that's probably a good shout. I mean, the fixture on Saturday against Wolves in the Cup, uh, that's going to be a real sort of a real uh, telling Shit moment. Fight. I mean, Bilic has already come out and said that he's going to play Pyatt. So that could that could upset a lot of people who have already transferred him in, Lloydie. Uh, so we'll have to see <laughs> there. But Bullard is itching for me to mention Mikel Antonio. I spent the... the better part of my new year discussing him with you. Please talk you about did. I'm you dying did. to hear about <laughs> I mean... How amazing is that? I know we were driving back from the gym, weren't we, on, on, on the 2nd of January, listening to the game on the radio before we could park our bums in front of the telly and watch it, and everything was Antonio. It was Antonio that scored after 10 minutes. He was getting on the end of crosses. He was making runs. He's looking very, very decent at the moment. Obviously, with the last three game weeks, game week 18, 19, and 20, he's picked up 26 points. So five points in 18, points in 19, and eight points in 20, and looking very decent at 5.2 million and owned by only 0.3% of squads. So he's definitely coming into form. And unlike what Mr Gold had retweeted earlier on last year in November, where he'd retweeted a message of uh, Antonio being a missing person, not realising that it was his own 7 million winger, um, he's definitely not missing <laughs> any longer and scoring points. He's not missing. So Antonio's a good shout. Um Iceman, Parker, any thoughts on, on um, obviously, Parker, you've given your thoughts on Carroll there. Thoughts on Antonio from his performance at the weekend? Yeah, Antonio, yeah, I mean, we obviously said him the week before. There was a reason for that because uh, he was playing. He more or less plays up front with Carroll. And if he, if Pite is in the team, if he's up there, then he is a good option. But it just depends if he's going to start. I mean, that's, that's the big question out there. But yeah, great shout, though. I can't see nice him not shot. starting with his form at the moment. 
I think he will start. I mean, you might have Noble and Kiate holding back and then perhaps Carroll up front on his own uh, when Pyatt can get 90 minutes and maybe ditching Valencia to the bench because at the moment I think you'd go with the player in form, which is Mikel. I think the biggest thing for Antonio, which is going to help him, is that Lanzini went off. I think if Lanzini was fit, Antonio's position might be in, in danger, yeah. but as he hobbled off, I think Antonio is probably going to be safe for a couple of weeks. Massively so, definitely. And potentially looking to cement his place in the side. Um, I'm going to come to you now, Iceman. Who are your differentials for the week? We've all been looking at Stoke players at some point with Anatovic and Shakiri. Um, not many people have looked at Bojan. He's still only owned by 2.9%. He's only 5.1%. So if you're looking for that sub out of Vardy, Bojan's a good shout in the sense of he's playing a good 60 minutes a game at least at the moment. You know, he's scored in his last four games 9 points, 11 points, 5 points and then 2 points. He's involved in most things because he's playing in that false 9 position and Stoke are looking pretty strong going forward but the only problem with, with Stoke, they haven't scored that many goals still. They were at one point on the same amount of goals as Sunderland. I think I think Sunderland, who's second from bottom, have scored more than Stoke. And yeah, because Stoke have scored 21, Sunderland scored 22. And they're 19th for the moment, which is a shocking stat. But yeah, Bojan's one of those players which I think, you know, if, if he's on form, can get you a few points. Actually. Yeah, I, mean, I like um, Bojan. He was he was he was going to be one of my budget picks, but again, my slight concern of him is that rotation element you mentioned, James. If he gets subbed off after sixty minutes, do you want that player involved, or do you want a ninety-minute player? But yeah, I think Bojan is a he's potentially a good third striker rotation yeah. player. Yeah, to have yeah, yeah, true. I mean, like, but he has been playing. I mean, it's only the last two games where he's got sixty-three minutes. 63 minutes then he's hit 90 90 90 70 and then he hit a 49 and you know he's he's played most games he's been fit so they obviously want to use him so he's he's obviously a useful player to them yeah i don't know that that sort of value i think i'd be placing defoe or dean in front of him i mean defoe's a bit out there but if you think suddenly going to be in a scrap aren't they to try and push up the table and avoid this relegation battle um defoe's potentially going to be a player that's going to get more minutes and inform and deanie as well for watford He's only owned still by 4.3%, and at 5.2 million, he's a 90-minute player on penalties as well, and favourable fixtures yeah, coming up against away to Southampton, who are shit at the moment. Just, just want to make a couple of no, you can't. I'm just going to make a couple of points about those right. two players. Um, Deeney today linked with Arsenal, um, yes. a very reliable source. I could tell you the Daily Star have quoted that, and we all know that, that you know their track record with transfers. So clearly, For he's 20 doing million, wasn't it? Ludicrous. For 20 million. 20 million so that, that's the, yeah. No that's chance of that. What's the journalism of the no Daily chance. Star? Um, and the second thing I just want to add about Jermaine Defoe scored two goals at the weekend against Villa. Did you see the two goals? Question yes, the they were village goals from Aston Villa's behalf. Yeah, Villa looked, I mean, Villa didn't look like a Premiership team at all at the weekend. I honestly think a lower league club would have done a better job. So it's easy to be get to, to be pulled into putting Defoe in. He's only five point one million, so I can see why he'd be a good pick. But equally, I don't think we should just get drawn in too much by one game, which coincidentally I've been doing all season, so I know from experience how that can hurt you. Yeah, I agree with Pete. It is looking too early to bring Defoe in yet, but he's certainly one to keep an eye on because I think he will. Now he's kind of free of injury, play consistently for Sunderland, and he is a natural born finisher, so he will get goals. Yeah, he's just old though, isn't he? He is, but mate, he's he's proven in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. You, you can't lose that striker prowess. 
No. He's got it. Which, and if Sunderland, which, which I think Allardyce it? will turn Sunderland round, to be fair. And I think Defoe will aid him in that. So I, I think Defoe could be one to really keep an eye on for the next couple of weeks. With Van Anholt, who Brookie, just crediting Beard why he's not here, actually shouted last week. And no. you two, Stu and Pete, actually slated him for that. So I'm just going to stand up for Brookie here because I was the only one that didn't slate him for that. Granted, yep. I, I didn't back him up when I was stood on the fence. But he did shout him, and he did score. So uh... my he's on my wish list, mate. He's on my wish list, Van Arsdale. Really? I can't yeah. see it. His goal was mate, a horrible deflected. Doesn't matter, oh, mate. Shit. I know. Well, I think yeah. Allardyce will bring in one or two defenders. I think Van Arsdale will stay at left back, and I think he'll be in in line for a couple of cleanies. Mate, I'd I'd go uh, James Collins over him every day. <laughs> West, West Ham base. <laughs> right. As Graf Crick uh... said, it's Gandalf, and he shall not pass. Oh god. oh god! Oh god! I think that this shows that the differential section is dying slowly. The only uh, addition I would make to that pro West Ham once again is Aaron Cresswell at left back, five point five. So you could say fairly expensive. But gets forward, he scored a goal and made three assists this season. So as a differential, I don't think he's in too many people's teams at the moment. So he might be one to think about if you're looking to you know, someone different from what you've got in the mini league already. Iron, so that brings to the end pro iron. So that brings to the end our, our differentials. Now let's just have a little think about our price rises. I think we've covered a fair few of these already. The one I was going to shout this week was obviously um, Payet. He's jumped up already. His ownership is still. Oh, he's got plenty of room to grow there. He's only on. He's worth seven point seven. He's only on two hundred eighty-two thousand people owning him. He's jumped up another six thousand today. I honestly think if he has a couple of good performances, then he'll shoot up even even further. We've talked about West Ham coming into a little bit of form as well. 7.7, potentially a good one if you're trying to get some of the more expensive strikers in. We haven't mentioned Sergio Aguero, and in no way am I calling him um, as a price riser at the moment. But again, if you want him in your in your side now, he's fit again. A cheap midfield option potentially to swap in. And the other one I was going to mention as a riser, again, we've talked about William this week. He's the most transferred in player. The other one I'm looking at is Ali as well, still on the rise. He was mentioned a few weeks ago, I think, by Brookie, possibly, and also Woodsy back in the first podcast. Still only on 478,000 owners, 5.4 million, doing the business in that number 10 position for Tottenham. Now he's moved forward, keeping Ericsson um, out of that position as well. So I think he'll be one with Leicester still to play, Sunderland, Palace and Norwich in the next four games. I think there's plenty there for Ali to pick up in terms of points. Coming to you guys, any other players you can see rising significantly in the coming weeks? No, Pete, you have named them all. Agalo's still being added in, isn't he, for Watford? Yeah. Uh, I see he's, he's crept into the tonight. top five of the transfers in. Oh, nice. Yeah, came up tonight. And he's actually the same as Carroll, so would you go Agalo or Andy Carroll? <laughs> oh, decisions. Yeah. Well, just a little I'd go Carroll there. just because, like you said, Lloyd, as a bottom feeder... I am trying to go for those differential choices. As, as you mentioned, enough, uh, as you mentioned Aguero, uh, considering we haven't actually spoken about him yet, definitely on the radar of all of us. And don't deny it, because yes. Lloyd is, is saving that cash to bring him in next week. Is it Lloyd to bring him in? I don't know yet, mate. He's on my radar. I just oh. don't think City look good going forward at the moment. Still, like they, they still got two goals, good, but yeah. it. It was, it was in like the 80th, both goals in the 80th minute, and they still don't look convincing going forward. Like I've got Silva and Aguero on my radar. At the moment, neither look fit or convincing, so they're very much on the back burner for me at the moment. Yeah, I had I had Silva in a while ago. He scored me a total of about five points maximum. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. I, I think what it was you, a great shout you, by you, but it's unfortunate. 
Well, see, I know you've got you've got two city. Well, you had two city midfielders at the weekend. What are your thoughts on their attacking prowess at the moment? Yeah, like Lloyd, I'm not 100% convinced. I definitely think Aguero is going to start coming for him. That finish was sublime, but he's not match fit, is he? Well, actually, they did say Pellegrini has said, as I search around my... Word he said he needs down. to play three games a week to get that's fit. It. Yeah, that's it. Three games a week. He, no, he's actually going to be playing three games a week. He yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. That. And, uh, wow. He's starting in tomorrow's game, apparently. Mm. Yes, I did hear, but that's either a massive... I wouldn't put him in through fear of that if he's going to be given that much game time you know so prone to injury I mean see what look what happened last time he came back from injury and then straight away boom he's uh, injured again so it's just a big expensive risk for me at the moment but there's no doubt about it he's class quality and it's starting to shine through so yeah I mean it brings up that real in-depth long discussion around sports therapy you know you're talking about Aguero playing three times a week Daniel Sturridge is going to have to do a full six-week pre-season to prove himself to Klopp we can really get into the depths of this sports rehabilitation discussion, but of course we have no time for that. So let's move on to captain's choices. Coming to you first, Iceman, who do you think should be captain this week? I was looking at either Kane against Leicester or Silva, but Silva would be a punt for me because obviously he's not performing quite as I would hope at the moment. But Kane, he's just, I mean, every game, even when he blanks, He's just hitting the post, he's he's getting shots on target. He's always in form, so at the moment, my armband is currently on Kane, but I could switch as a last minute to Silva if I get that last minute panic, which I get every Saturday morning, but it's actually going to be on a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday at quarter to seven. So you can see the teams that are playing on the Tuesday before you actually make your decision for that armband. So well, I'm going to come to... what I said about the angry wank, Jury. <laughs> Distract yourself with an angry wank. <laughs> Parker, um, I mean, that's one interesting theory from Woodsy. How do you manage the, the 11.30 crisis panic captain change? What, what's your advice there? And who's your captain this week? I also struggle at that point, mate. So what I try and do is keep myself busy and just try not to look at my team. I try and make my decision either the night before or much earlier in the morning and then just leave it. Otherwise, I'm tempted to make last-minute subs and last-minute captain changes. So... I very much try and keep myself busy and preoccupied at that time. That's this week, absolute bollocks. I... That's absolute bollocks, Parker. You just leave it on it's Lukaku, not... don't you? Seven days a week. <laughs> yeah. All week long, I just forget, it's on Lukaku. I just forget every week and it's, just, it's on Lukaku. <laughs> um, that's the secret of my success. Just forget about your team. No, so this week I'm between uh, Harry, because he's a wizard, and Kevin De Bruyne. Those are my two that I'm going for. Kane looks very tempting with uh, Leicester at home. The other one is De Bruyne. He looks very, very tempting as well. Um, he loves to hit. Do you say Leicester at home? I mean, Leicester, Leicester kept a home. clean sheet against City. Are we, are we yeah. doubting because they and obviously they kept a clean sheet against Bournemouth? Are we saying because Mares and Vardy maybe haven't fired as much this week, we're starting to doubt them now? Well, I just think they. It's not just they like this to week, though, is it? Football. They like to play attacking football as well, don't they? They like to play attacking football, basically. So for me, I think Leicester will go there. They won't change their policy. They'll keep trying to attack, uh, and I think. Ranier will be desperate for them to score some goals and, and win again because people are beginning to doubt them. So I think Kane, Kane could be a good option from that point of view. But as I said, De Bruyne for me as well, very tempting. He scores points in the bag loads. And if you get him in the right week, you can get a big, big return. His last two big returns are both 16 points. So that could be a, a big return. Uh, and they're again at home. So to Everton, who are also shipping goals. Just, so. a, just a tip on De Bruyne. I did say it a few weeks ago. He has got a baby on the way 
I don't know if he's had it yet. And as how many man, months pregnant is he? <laughs> I can he, see a keen I'll, moment coming on here. I'll say again. His wife has got her baby on the way, so who knows? He may have to just be you know whisked off during the game, and then he'll go help his wife deliver the baby. Lloyd, you're a you're a Man City what? dietitian. We'll just give that a quick shout out as we haven't mentioned that yet. What what do you know about KDB and his his newborn on the way? Um, I'm heard he, I heard he doesn't care about his newborn, and he just wants to play football. So I don't think he'll go anywhere. <laughs> Top lad. No, I mean it's a fair point, but I I I don't think it's due yet, mate. So I think there's no no worries there. Okay, fair enough. Well, if any of you uh, if any of you are interested in having a whip round and contributing to Kevin De Bruyne's new child, or if you want to pass on any words of uh, inspiration, you can follow us on Twitter on ff underscore surgery and tweet your support for KDB. <laughs> Iceman, I'm actually um, I'm going to come to you finally for the captain's armband. Who who would you be going with? Sophie, you've already done me. <laughs> I've already done you. Yeah. I did this last week. It's, it's, it's me, mate. You've forgotten me again for the second week running on a captain's choice. I thought you were going to say something ridiculous about Ramsey or John's mum again. <laughs> Sorry, I will start again. Right, so finally, coming to Woodsy for your captain's choice. Uh, you went Rambo last week. We'll say nothing uh, about that. Who have you yeah. got in mind this week? Yeah, that was shocking. Was well, actually, I, I went with John's mum. I went with Brookie's mum, Mandy. Um, but I think she's exhausted this game week, so um, she's uh, she's not getting the armband or uh, a form of action. Um, captain wise, I'm eyeing up either a West Ham player away to Bournemouth, so Pyatt or possibly Carroll if you have him. Like the boys looking at the Spurs fixture again at home to Leicester. Everyone will go Kane. That's obvious. But I was potentially looking at Deli Alley, who you mentioned as well sticking the armband on him or any of the Chelsea players that we've mentioned as well Willian, Oscar or Costa could potentially do damage at home to West Brom so they would be my armband choices most definitely that would be eight armband choices from Stuart Woods there (laughs) really narrowing down the options for the um, yeah and I smashed them all out in less time it took you to mention one Parker which was (laughs) Lukaku I'm pretty sure you said Lukaku Woodsy, can I can I just take you off the fence for a second there and just ask you to I mean of all those players, which do you fancy the most? Uh I'm gonna give it to Costa. And you can't say Mandy. Oh not Mandy then. I'm going to take one of Woodsy's choices and commit to it. I, I like the look of Diego Costa now. I think he's had two big weeks. He looks to be more interested in scoring than fighting again. If Chelsea are clicking, there's going to be plenty of provision coming his way with Willian and Oscar in form. Um, I, I care not for Eden Hazard anymore. He's very much out of the picture at the moment. So I'm going to suggest Diego Costa this week as a potential differential captaincy. So I'm going to move us on to our, our Twitter feature. I'm going to hand over to Woodsy for this, who's been active on, on the social media this week. Woodsy, what, what have you got to report back? So we've been tweeted by Tom, whose Twitter handle is at FPL Tom. Uh, he's tweeted us with his team, his starting eleven for this week, um, and asked for our opinion. So if I just reel that off, it's De Gea, Abogna, Ivanovic, Johnson, Payet, Ozil, Oscar, Shakiri, Agalu, Aguero, and Kane. That's his starting eleven, and he wants our opinion. So what do you think, chaps? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that earlier because I looked at Twitter, and it's a pretty decent team to be honest. He's got he's got a fair amount of players in there. It was just Bogna. Is, is that his name? I don't even know how to say his name. Bogna yeah, West Ham. Bogna for West Ham. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say get rid of him for for a more more attractive Williams for maybe Swansea. Opt you with a goal. I don't know. It's, it's it doesn't look too bad. There's not many changes he needs to do there. 
Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you on the Ogbonna choice, but I'd definitely stick with a West Ham player, personally, just because their next seven fixtures, there's a lot of clean sheets in there. But I would probably go for someone like, I mean, we've got Winston Reid coming back from fitness. He's probably going to play against Wolves at the weekend in the Cup game. So perhaps sub out Ogbonna for maybe uh, a Tompkins, although I could probably see Ogbonna playing alongside Winston and Tompkins out on the right. So definitely look at that. Other than that, it's a very strong team. He has played his wild card to get that team. So, again? Uh, his midfield, he's got uh, Payet for West Ham, yep. Ozil for Arsenal, uh, Chelsea's Oscar, and Stokes Shakiri. Shakiri, Shakiri. Can you see his bench or not? Because when I looked at it earlier, I couldn't see his bench. Now. No, you can't me, see his, his bench. Start, his starting 11 is really good. And I probably yeah. wouldn't change any of them because I think he's got a really good cheap West Ham defender. I think this team's yeah. solid, um, but I'd be interested to see his subs to see if he could strengthen his his bench because yeah, starting lineup really good. Got Aguero, got Kane, got Agallo, great strike force. He's got Piatt in there, Özil. Uh, maybe the only one on, on his bench, maybe he could replace if he's got a, a low budget player, bring Deli Alli in. Yeah, he's always good to have on your bench, and he's cheap and is scoring plenty of points. But yeah, I thought his team's really really good. He's yeah, got Abanovic in there, who I think will start scoring points as well. So. What's the use of uh, using that wildcard and whether you're using it at the right time? There's a big question of people using their wildcard at the moment. Obviously, they're going to have a decent team. But if you're not mm. using it at the moment, because the next game's on Tuesday, don't do what I've done and actually make your subs early. And uh, just wait until all these games are over. That's probably the best advice, to wait until these games are over so you know that all the injuries have subsided and you're not going to get any in your team. Make it more last minute, even on the Tuesday where you can even see the lineup. But it depends if you use a wild card or not. Yeah, I agree with that because I've made three transfers already, taking the minus four hit, and that could be disastrous for me after the cup games. Both um, risky to... things we've both done. <laughs> if you to need Tom, to, though, go on. if you go need on. to, just a quick tip is that if you really think that's going to cost you, you can play your wild card and it scraps that minus four points, but then you have used it. Um, uh, decent. Thank you, Parker. Just, so if it, if it goes all wrong and I've got a red... Yeah, and you think you need red, to make more subs, yeah, yeah, you just play your wild card and that, that, will, that will sort it out for you. Bypasses minus um, four. Very decent. Because you, your, your, you have to use your wild card before the end of January, don't you? So no, you've you got to use that. No, not no, this, one, not uh, this time around, mate. New rules, yeah. New rules, is it? Is it just the second half of the season at any time? Yeah. Oh, we shouldn't have told him. Interesting. <laughs> Damn. Damn. I would have let the cat oh. out of the bag. Benefits of coming on the podcast, Lloyd. You, you can yeah. enjoy oh. that, Parker. Any, any other tweets then, Woodsy? Um, we've had a tweet from Twitter handle FPL Trainer asking for other fancy football managers to join his training centre cup. So if you search on Twitter for FPL Trainer, he's starting up a cup. Um, which is going to commence in game week 22 and run through to game week 29. So it's a short little cup for some banter and some for bragging rights. It's going to be a knockout stage after group stages. Um, so it could be a, some additional banter and something different to to add into your fantasy football season. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that's Woodsy's travels on Twitter and the well, not all, not all of his travels on the internet. I'm sure that's uh, much more dark and seedy. But thank you yeah, for that. Yeah, don't look uh, through Woodsy. my search history. Right, we won't be doing that. So that finally brings us on to again the, the the you know the most dynamic and motivating part of the podcast. It's the Iceman's quiz. Thanks, Pete. Right, I've actually I've got my quiz here, and I, what I do I normally copy it from last week and then just change the questions as I go. So I've got written down here as I did a select all 
and replace. I've got Lloyd has won last week because I've replaced Beard with Lloyd. So that's not quite like right. So I'm, so I'm going to read that again. So it's Beard won last week. Uh, but Bully is still winning four four wins. Beard with two and Stu with the lonely one at the moment. So what we're going to do this week is actually Lloyd, you're going to play in Beard's place if you don't mind. So, no problem at all. So if you can get that point for him, that will add to his tally. Okay, we're going to do question one straight away. So according to Squatka, who you slagged off last week, Woodsy, who has won the most aerial duels so far this season? And I'm going to give you options. The options are Troy Deeney, Ben Teke, Mvilla, Giroud, Virgil van Dijk, Pelé, and Gusted. And we're going to go to Bully first. Uh, I'm going to say um, Mvilla. Okay, and Lloyd? I'm going to go van Dijk. Woodsy? Ooh, I'm going to go with Pelé. Okay, you're all wrong. It's actually uh, really good stead. Um, really? Really? Yeah. Yep. Um, well, there's Villa's problem. He's winning all the knock-ons. He's just got nobody running past him. <laughs> yes, really good stead first. Troydini's second. Benteke's third. Van Dijk's fourth. And Pella's fifth. Um, Do I get a, a point then for being the closest? No, you get no points. And shut up. Rubbish. <laughs> uh, yeah, jury doesn't do that, Parker. It's uh, okay. it's either the answer or no point. So if there's a, a question where there's some ridiculously large number and you're never going to guess it in a million years, you have to get the number spot on and the decimal place. No, no, no. no. Oh, I, I, do, I do, I do do it near, nearest, nearest for like like the bonus question I'm doing now. Bonus question: How many aerial duels has he won? And this is nearest wins. So bully first. Oh, Can so we have a? It's below a certain number. No, right. no, he did no, not speak no, no, no right. clues for this one. Uh, is go. it below a thousand? <laughs> yes. I'm going to below five hundred. Shut up, Woody. Uh, forty-five. Okay, and Lloyd. I'm going to go with thirty-five. And Woody. I'm going to go with forty-six. That's a great <laughs> shot. Would you believe that the amount of aerial duels he's won, according to Scott Carr, is one hundred and twenty-eight? Wow, it's a lot of air battles. Yeah, it is. He's flying practically. Great player, lovely player. That's like six a game. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Top math there from Parker. <laughs> Very Top. strong. Uh, anyway, so question two: Thanks. Who has made the most tackles so far this season? And I'll give you options. They go: Robbie Brady, Peters for Stoke, Kante for Leicester, Lucas for Liverpool, and Aspilicueta, Chelsea. And we go to Woodsy first on this one. Ooh, lovely. Um, I'm going to go with Peters for Stoke. Okay, Bully? Kante? And Lloyd? Yeah, Kante. He's everyone, man. And actually, Woodsy's got the point again. Sweet. With Peters. Very nice. Boom, man. That's how it's done, fuckers. How many tackles has he made? <laughs> Woodsy first. Oh, um, do we get a benchmark figure or no? No. Okay, I'm going to go with a hundred tackles. Okay, and uh, bully. A hundred and twenty tackles. <laughs> oh, so that is five six per game. Mm. I'm going to go with a hundred and ten tackles. <laughs> oh. 
Woodsy's actually got the point again because it's 63. Oh, what? Only three tackles a game. (laughs) Cool. So, how many points are you on, Woodsy? I'm on three, mate. You are. How many points are you on, Bay? None. And Lloyd? Uh, John's on zero, mate. John's on zero. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Push it over to Brookie. (laughs) Go into question four. Who has made the most blocks this season? Options are Ashley Williams, Colacini, Dan. Wes Morgan and Gareth Barry. And this is all according to Squawka site. And we're utter, going to, utter lies. We're going to Lloyd first. Could you just repeat the answer again, go... please, mate? Sorry. Uh, so, the, yep, it's uh, Ashley Williams, Colacini, Dan, Wes Morgan or Gareth Barry. Who does Colacini play for? Newcastle. Newcastle. Oh, yeah, of course he does, yeah. Welcome to Amateur Hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lloyd's first. I'm going to go with Williams. Okay, Woodsy. Um, I'm going to have a bit of is it Wes Morgan okay and Bully uh, I'll go with Dan yeah uh, Scott Dan that was a good shout Lloyd's actually got the point oh Williams oh hello bonus question how many blocks did he make no clues again going straight to Lloyd he made all the blocks <laughs> <laughs> that's, good that's a good answer that is no, a very good, good answer. Thank you. I'll Sorry. go for 60. Uh, no, 50 blocks. Okay. And Woodsy? I'm going to go for 80 blocks. Bully? I'm going to go for 40 blocks. Uh, Bully's got... Uh, but not. Bully's yeah, got the no, points yes. as it's 29. I knew it's I went too high. Yeah, Sorry, Brookie. Okay, moving on to question five. Who has the highest amount of completed take-ons? There are two according to Squadcar, out of KDB, Eden Hazard, Sadio Mane, Mares, Barkley, Zaha and Sterling. So you have to name two of them, going to Woodsy first. I'm going to have to ask you what a take-on is. Completed take-on. <laughs> what yeah. is a completed take-on, Jury? A completed take-on is just when you have the ball and you move it past them. <laughs> ah, I see. So move it a, past a completed dribble around a player. Yeah. Yes. I see. Okay. Right. Um, I'm gonna definitely rule out Hazard because he's shit. Um, I'm gonna say Mares, and I'm also gonna say Sterling. Okay. And Bully. I'm gonna go Mane and Sterling. Okay. And Lloyd. I'm gonna go Mane and Mares. Okay. I'm actually going to give you half a point for getting one right. Mares, it's Mares and Zaha. So Lloyd and Stu get half a point there. And uh, just as a bonus question, how many take-ons do you reckon they've made? Uh, Going to Woodsy first. Is that a combined? So both of theirs added together? No, no, no. No, no. Right, okay. Um, You want two individual answers, do you? No, they've both got the same amount, you... Bloody idiot. <laughs> ah, right. I see. I'm following you now. Right. God um, dear. Right. Special guest, Sybil Faulty. Specialist subject, <laughs> the bleeding of <laughs> Struggling. So is that two uh, right, separate think... answers or combined total? Uh, highest take-ons, um, I'm going to say 75. Okay, bully. 25. And Lloyd? 26. Woodsy actually gets the point again. It's 65. Oh, wow. Yeah, they're both Yay. Myers and Zaha. Had 
65 completed takeoffs. I mean, Mares just goes back and forth as he likes, doesn't he? Takes a player on twice and then scores. Get him in your team. Um, and that's why you've got him in your team, Drury, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right, yeah. Question six. It's the start of the FA Cup this weekend. Can you guys tell me what player has won the FA Cup the most times? And depending on if you know the answer, I'm going to go through four clues. So whoever gets it first, I'll stop on. So, Billy, do you know the answer yet? Take a guess. Uh, not not just yet. <laughs> No, no guesses. No, no, no guesses here, mate. <laughs> all right, Lloyd. Uh, Michael Owen. Uh, Woodsy. Stephen Gerrard. Okay, you've all not got it. So I'm going to give you clue one and two. He is no longer playing, and he is currently a free agent. And I go to bully again. So he's still a footballer, but he's a free agent. That's right. So he's not no longer playing. Well, he's no longer playing football currently. But he's, okay. he's not retired. So he's, he's not retired though. That's true. So Billy. Oh God. Um, Who's that player that's playing over in France in five side league? Eric Cantona. Another week. Is it, I was going to say Cantona as well. No, it's not Cantona. It's somebody a lot more recent than that. No idea. Uh, God. <laughs> Whenever you're ready, Billard. You know, just throw out a name. There's two more clues, mate. So you could just have a guess now. You clearly got no idea. <laughs> I have a little nap. Um, <laughs> if you're taking this amount of time because you're Googling the answer, you're a shit. No. Um, Emmanuel Abu. <laughs> Lloyd. Lloyd, who are you guessing? All that time for that. Everyone's just shocked in silence there. I'm going to go with Richard Dunn. Yeah, exactly. And Woodsy? Yeah, Richard Dunn. He's the player that I was thinking of that's playing five-a-side in France. Okay. Uh, you're all wrong again. So, clue three. He's played for a London club. Bully. Um, oh, you may be able to guess that. I'm not sure. Oh, uh, off single. Lloyd. Um, Dennis Wise. Would he? <laughs> Pretty sure Dennis is retired, mate. Um, no, mate. No. All right, okay. Um, Actually, I'm going to Patrick Vieira because I played football with him the other week, so he's definitely still playing football. Um, oh, I don't know. Um, and I'm going to give you a clue. He's played for Chelsea and he's played for Arsenal. I'm going to go back to Bully. <laughs> Ashley <laughs> Cole. And Lloyd. Ashley Cole. And Woodsy. Ashley Cole. <laughs> oh my god! You're, you're all correct. The bottom, the bottom feeder does it again. <laughs> okay, as a as a bonus, leaching question, off everyone else. As, as a bonus question, how many has he won? So you all got a point there, and we're going to Billy first. Four. Okay, Lloyd. I was going to say four as well. That's my gut, uh, but I'll go with five. Okay, and Woody. I have five written down. You're going to go with five. Okay, the answer is actually seven. So wow. Woodsy and Lloyd get the point. Uh, and that gives Woodsy the win. Yes. So well done, Woodsy. You win Let the nothing. ticker tape parade begin. <laughs> Boo. Fuck you all. I win. <laughs> and that brings us to the end of the Iceman's quiz. Another trip through fantasy football factville. Just to bring us to the end of the podcast, going to mention our social media sites. So follow us on Twitter 
at ff underscore surgery if you fancy a bit of banter backwards and forwards with the Iceman and Woodsy. Follow us on Facebook at Fantasy Football Surgery. Also, you're already here on iTunes. Tell everyone about it um, at Fantasy Football Surgery. Leave us a review and a comment. Also, if you have any general questions and you haven't worked out how to use Twitter, you can email us ffsurgerypodcast at yahoo.com keep it clean All that's also left don't forget the fax machine as well the yeah. fax, fax, fax number is 020 never going to answer send us your letters by carrier pigeon as well um, all that's left to do is to say goodbye to the lads to the deviant woods cheers Paul goodbye and to Lloyd, I don't know, Lloyd, if you want to promote your nutrition business. Yeah, my Twitter handle is at Park Nutrition. It'd be great to have some more followers. In memory of Beardy, I'm going to say Gareth Bale and see you later. Park has bailed on us. Yeah, if you want to learn facts about why kale is good in the morning, then certainly an exciting Twitter feed to follow. And finally, the Iceman. Yep, cheers, Paul. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. See you next week. Mm-hmm.